How would you like to jumpstart your child's reading this year with an award-winning online program? Reading Eggs features a personalized system of interactive lessons based on scientific research, including colorful animations and exciting rewards to motivate your child to learn. You can instantly track your child's progress and reinforce their newfound skills with hundreds of printables and bonuses. With your subscription, you have access to not one, but multiple reading programs. Visit readingaggs.com forward slash media angels to learn more about the free 30-day trial that provides access for up to four children to all five learning programs. That's readingaggs.com forward slash media angels. Welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Bedell. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello again, and welcome back to this week's Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. It's so great to be able to share the revelations God has given me about how to make reading easier. I've been privileged to walk with many families over the years as they incorporate the help of the neurodevelopmental approach to see life-changing results. My goal is to equip you with some brain-changing tips and techniques as well as resources that can enhance your child's future. I want to ask you to do someone a favor. I know personally the grief of having a child that struggles and not knowing what to do to help her. Someone in the sound of your influence may be crying out for help too. So please just make this podcast known to the people around you. You just never know when you might be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they're praying for, especially if they're dealing with reading challenges. Oh my, the issues both academically and self-esteem wise that comes when reading is a challenge. Let's delve into that subject today and how to help the situation at the root cause. Not being able to read is a really wide continuum. What we're going to start with first is looking at the prerequisites for reading because there's certain things that have to, you know, physiologically be there so that reading's possible. The first one I think of is acuity. You know, if you can see up close or see far away, that's what acuity is. That doesn't necessarily correlate with vision, but it does correlate with that being able to see up close. And of course, if you're going to learn to read, you've got to be able to see up close. Many children that are six and under just naturally have that eye development that makes it a little bit harder to see up close. And so some actually recommend a plus lens, like a 0.5 or something, 
for children in kindergarten just to take some of the stress off of those eyes. You can do this with just reading glasses from the Walmart. You can get them a plus lens to see if that helps the child at that age. Another thing that comes to mind that's very important is eye convergence. That's the image from one eye putting the image from the other eye directly on top of each other so that there's no discrepancy. If the eyes aren't working together, converging, this sends a distorted message to the brain that can cause shadows of letters and moving around and all kinds of things that are a challenge to being able to read. Also, you've got to be able to track, meaning your eyes have to smoothly go from one side of the paper to the other side without jumping around because as the eyes jump, this is going to take them back to other words and then the reading doesn't make any sense to them, which can cause a lot of comprehension problems. The central vision, this is how you see right in the center. A lot of the symptoms of this are missing small words and you go, you know, that's just a tiny word. How can you not be reading that? Well, it could be that they just aren't seeing that word well because that central vision doesn't work well. Other symptoms of this that you might recognize so you know if this is an issue is that the child can't write on a line. Their writing goes up and their letters are small and big and the spaces between the words are not consistent. They can't color in the lines and stay in the lines. And poor eye contact is very often correlated with the central detail vision. You also have visual processing. That's your visual short-term memory, holding pieces together that influences your ability to read. We also want to look at storage of information. This is that long-term memory. Where are they putting that information so that they can bring those words back out when they see them again? Something else that's an influence and a prerequisite in my mind of reading is visual discrimination. They've got to be able to discriminate between which and what. That fine discrimination when the letters or the words start with the same one or two letters. Sometimes if they don't discriminate well and they have poor central vision, they just see the first couple of letters and guess at the rest of the word. Sometimes they're right, especially for the smart kids, because they pick up things from context, but they're not really reading it well. So what we're going to do today, our main emphasis is going to be giving you tools and techniques to work on each one of these aspects. Oh, we can't forget about the auditory processing, which is a prerequisite to being able to use phonics. This is your short-term memory holding pieces together, holding each sound together so that you can actually use the phonics. So let's take each one of these one at a time and teach you some things to check on and some things to do about these areas. Obviously, acuity, you can't do anything about that except take the child to the eye doctor and they can let you know if the child is seeing correctly. The eye convergence is something, and also the tracking, is something that you can check at home. If you take something that's fun to look at, you know, like something on the end of a pencil that's pretty small, you know, about inch and a half in diameter at the most, and hold it out directly from the bridge of the child's nose about 18 inches. That's about arm's length. So you're about arm's length away from them holding it out. 
and you're going to bring that object in toward their nose and watch their eyes. If they're moving together and staying together, that's good. That means they're converging. You also want to go out and watch the eyes and make sure the eyes are coming out together. That's diverging. So they need to come in together, go out together. You check also the horizontal and vertical tracking at about 18 inches. So you're going to slowly move an object to the right and then back a little bit to the left, retracing where you were so that eyes are not just anticipating where you're going, but you're actually uh, they're actually looking at what you're where you're taking that object. So you're going to go about shoulder width uh, to the right and then back to the left, go vertical and up mm, not above their head, but just about even with their head and then back down to the middle of their chest. And you do this several times in out, tracking horizontal, tracking vertical and see if their eyes are working together there. That's one thing that you can check off your list that if the child's having trouble reading, which I'm assuming because you're listening to this podcast, that that's not the one of the root issues. Now the central detail vision, that's seen in the center. We talked about those symptoms and the best thing to do, the resource for that is to get the neurodevelopmental DVD at the Little Giant Steps website because that's going to teach you the uh, technique. It's really challenging to do that with audio and so you can get that information through that neurodevelopmental DVD. It also will teach you about the eye convergence as well. Before we get off of the eye convergence, if you find that in the tracking, if you find that that's an issue, what you do is practice that a couple of times a day for about two minutes. And that muscle memory, that exercise of your eye muscles, will help both the tracking and the convergence as well. There's something else on the Little Giant Steps website called a Brock String. That's B-R-O-C-K. Brock String. And that's something that you can use to help with the convergence at different distances, up close and far away. I mentioned visual processing, that's holding the pieces together. The best resource for that is to go on littlegiantsteps.com, lower left-hand corner where it says free auditory test kit, and that's going to lead you to all the test kits. Or you could type in test kit in the store at Little Giant Steps, and you'll see a complete instructions on how to test for visual short-term memory and then some things to do about it as well. I mentioned the visual discrimination, the ability to tell whether a word is different than another word. It's a very important skill in reading, obviously, and we have a great fun activity that you can do called visual discrimination. This activity is where you put out 12 different cards that are small and they have things on each card that are very similar to the other cards. So it's kind of a fine discrimination kind of activity. Then there's 12 matching cards and you hold up those cards one at a time and they have to scan over all the 12 cards and find the one that matches as quick as they can. Now this goes from as easy as three numbers 
or a short three-letter word that looks like hat and bat or something like that to very elaborate kinds of symbols that take really fine discrimination for those that are older. You'll find on the website some guides as to what level would be good to start with. If it's a very young child, I would suggest level one and four because you would get one set that have numbers and then one set that have words. One of the things I really love about the set six is that it has lots of uh, several different games in it and each one of those has words that start the same. Like you might have uh, 12 words that start mostly with ST or many of them start with STR. So they really have to look at the whole word to be able to discriminate and find the matches. There's three different levels of difficulty that are in those descriptions as well. So it can last you a long time. And younger children can play this with older children. And it's really helping both of them because as the teacher, the older child is putting the cards out, but they have to play the game along to make sure the younger one is getting it right. So check out that visual discrimination game on the Little Giant Step store. Now I mentioned storage of information too as something that might be a detriment in being able to read. And you can find out about storage of information, like using the correct eye and ear, which is going to store the information in the right part of the brain. This could cause, if this is not working right, this could cause symptoms like they know the word one day and they don't the next, or they know it in the first of the paragraph and can't remember it the next time they see it. This is causing your child probably lots of frustration and you frustration too because you just don't understand. They did know it yesterday, but now they don't. But that DVD, Neurodevelopmental Approach DVD, will help you understand why that's happening, how to test for it, and what to do about it as well. So it's a really good resource. So the item that you know most about and that you're probably focused on the most is the use of phonics to be able to read. Some people think phonics is the only way to teach reading and that's a pendulum that has swung. You know, we used to think sight words were the only way to teach reading and then the pendulum swung all the way over to no, you can't do sight at all, you have to do phonics. And I think you'll find that if you have a balance, just like in anything in life, that you get along a whole lot better. So this is a paradigm that I'm going to be asking you to change in your thinking because sometimes you just go by another phonics program thinking that's going to have the key. But what's really involved with the phonics is the ability to process auditorily. So if the child cannot hold at least five pieces of information, then they struggle with anything past three-letter words. So that could be a lot of the frustration. So what you do is go to that website, littlegiantsteps.com, get the free test kit, and test the child. If they don't have a strong five working on six, then it's not a really good idea to do phonics right now. I mean, you can input the sounds, but just don't expect the output from them because they can't hold those pieces together. So you're going, oh my goodness, I just know that phonics is the only way, so what do I do? Well, let me encourage you. You're going to get that test kit, 
know where your child is, work on it twice a day for two minutes, and shortly they'll be able to work with phonics. But in the meantime, you need to have some techniques that are really going to help them. What I want you to do is work with the sight word vocabulary until the processing gets better. I don't know if you realize it, but we are really sight readers. As soon as we know a word, we never sound it out again. We just say it. So it's really a good thing to have a great sight word vocabulary. It's not going to ruin anything. And when the processing is good, we just add the phonics back in. Another thing that you can do for those working on phonics is as the child sounding the word out, if there's any hesitation in what they're trying, you know, if they are looking at the S and they're not saying S, then just give an immediate input of that. Sound it out for them. We have this idea for some reason that they have to do everything on their own. And that's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like expecting somebody to play the piano without any piano lesson. So don't be afraid to give that input and you'll see that the attitude of the child is better and they will get that input they need to be able to do it better next time. So that's one tip. Just any hesitation and you give input. If you have a young child that's very interested in reading or you have one that's you know six or five or six, seven even, you might want to use the resource 3Rs Readers. It will tell you how many books are in each set. There's like 24 in the first set and it goes really slow in introducing new words. So they're getting a lot of confidence saying, look at all these books I've read when they're really only reading 10 or 12 words in all the books. My recommendation is to start with the BR1, which is the beginning reading instruction, and go through the AR1. I am really enjoying these working with my five-year-old granddaughter, Kenzie. She's doing some phonics, and you can also do it sight word too, especially if you're inputting the words. We've got the words that you can input with a flash method on the store. Other thing I really like about the three R's is when you're working with an autistic child or one that has language challenges, the pictures are just amazing. They're just wonderful. Lots of expression and lots of things going on. So you can ask the child and start inputting with them the who, what, where, when, why questions and what do you think is going to happen next and how do you think they feel and those kinds of things that are really important for social skills for the children that are on the spectrum. I have families coming into the conventions and into our booth just really lamenting over their six, seven, eight, nine-year-old even that can't read. And what I usually recommend is something called First Steps. It's a pathway reader. We have those on the store where you can look at them. But in addition to the first steps, we have a CD that actually teaches the words for each of those chapters. So you go in and get the input, and then they can read the chapter. And it's so exciting to them because it's a hardback book. It looks like a chapter book. It doesn't look like a baby book. And you see that that's a big challenge sometimes for these children that are a little older. They just go, oh, I don't want to do this baby stuff. First Steps is a really good resource, and we also have that CD that teaches the words for the next two books, Days Go By and More Days Go By. So you can look at that if they're a little, a little bit higher. All of those are about first grade. 
reading level. We have several other resources for sight words. One is called Thousand Words, and this is just cards with the most commonly read thousand words in the English language. So you can get a lot of reading when you can learn all of those words and getting them a good sight word vocabulary. All the instructions are inside that package of how to use that. In the same vein, we've got instant words, which if the child is really liking being on the computer, this takes the first 100 in the first CD, the second 100, the third 100 most commonly read words, and it teaches them 10 at a time. With this, they have some games that they can play as well, so sometimes that's a good resource for the children that are really liking that kind of reward. Another thing you can do for children that are having struggles is called echo reading. Now I did say before if they hesitate just to tell them the word, but this is actually inputting the information before they read it at all. So echo reading is done by you read a sentence and then they read the same sentence. If they're pretty good, you can read two sentences and then they read two sentences. Or if their reading level is a little better, read a whole paragraph. Or in the case of the new practice readers that are on our store, you can read a little four paragraph story to them and then they read the story to you and they've got comprehension questions and things like that as well. That we're finding a, that to be a really good resource. Usually the children come up about a half to a year every four months by using these new practice readers. This echo reading where you read a page, they read the same page, can also be done with the other pathway readers starting with busy times, which is a second grade reader. So you read it, then they read it. Please get past this thought that you have that they have to struggle through and they have to do it all on their own. If you use this echo reading technique, you'll have happier kids and more productive and they're going to have better fluency, comprehension, attitude, and they're going to get the sight words along the way too that will help them with their confidence and they really are reading. Another way you can use this echo reading is if your child is in public school, do this with their homework. Instead of letting them sitting there by themselves struggling through their science or history, you sit and read it to them and then they read it after you. Or you read it to them and maybe they only read a paragraph. And maybe it's a paragraph that has the answer to one of the questions that they have to answer. You're in charge of that because you're doing that at home. So give them the input that they need. If comprehension is the issue that you're working with, we have a really great resource. If comprehension is the issue, you really have to go back to what the root is of that. And two things that come to mind right away are processing, that, especially the auditory processing, holding those pieces together to remember what you read, to follow instructions. All of those things have to do with your auditory short-term memory. So that could be a root cause of them not remembering what they read. The other thing is dominance, and we talked about that earlier, where the resource is for that. So you, if they're not storing the information in the right place, their comprehension could be iffy as well. One last resource that I'm going to share with you today is something that can help the comprehension, and it's called Detail Reading Comprehension. This is something that is very versatile. It can be for somebody very young, five years old, just learning to read, because it's going to teach them 
the 20 words that they need to be able to read 300 sentences. And then it's also good for older children that just can't seem to hold the pieces together. So it's going to have the child read a sentence, like put the green plus inside the little bus. They have to hold all those pieces together and look at a response card and mark the card with the color, the symbol, where it was, whether it was small or large, and which object it was, and they have to mark the card correctly. It also asks questions with these same words, and it is a great way to help them learn to hold pieces of information together. There's three sets of cards in there, so they're actually, with the set, going to be able to read 900 sentences and 450 questions. This is very versatile and can be used for many of your children because it's something that you just print out from a CD. You only print what you need, but you have as much practice as you need as well. So I encourage you to check that out. I'm going to have a handout here with the links that will go directly to each of the things that I've talked about. So if you want to look at the handout and just not have to go to the store and and search around, that could be a resource for you as well. If you need to ask us a question about reading, then you can contact us at office at littlegiantsteps.com. That's office at littlegiantsteps.com. My prayer is that you have more confidence now on how to help your child, and you have the power to make a difference in their life. I'm also encouraging you to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network for more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, we'll be exploring the topic, Making Math Easier. For now, it's the Brain Coach signing off and reminding you that neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem, most especially if you have a reading challenge. Bye now. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.